was born too late. Recognize that? William, will you, you know teach me how to <laughs> You recognize that song? I know that guy. It's Paul Anderson. Uh, we've got Scott Blazy from the Clarks here. Oh, Scott. Here's Paul. Yes. Good to meet you. How hey, you doing? Paul. Uh, so, uh, we, we, you know, Paul's a, Paul likes music. Lots of, likes, we, him and I often talk. He's, yeah. a, he's an old school yep. uh, rock and roll kind of guy. So. So, same here. I thought it was amazing. The Clarks have been going for, what, 30 years now? 38. My goodness. 38 years. Think about that. That. I mean, some bands have trouble staying together for 38 <laughs> weeks. Right. <laughs> and it's the same lineup, same right? Same four guys. Same. We, we added three more about 14 years ago, but it's, yeah, same guys. Same lineup of people. How about yeah. that? And you've got uh, 38 years, um, and you've been cranking out new music too yeah yeah it's not like you're one of these groups that just you know you you got really big in like the 70s or 80s and you're right. touring and basically doing the same concerts you did yeah, i yeah. mean no no we still in fact we're writing right now we're gonna go in the studio uh real soon here and put out some new music next year well there you have it i mean that's pretty good listen you know paul and i and you know uh last week we had colin in here and mm -hmm. we've had this conversation for at least a year now uh, Mount Rushmore of Pittsburgh Western PA musicians, right? Right. I think we've come to a con con consensus that <laughs> George Benson needs to be on this list. Right. Yeah. Check. Uh, Wiz Khalifa probably needs oh, to sure. be on this list. Definitely. Yeah. And, and probably Donnie Iris, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's Donnie. face it. Are you the fourth? I don't know. I think <laughs> you, you probably have to put Mac Miller on there, too, uh, I, I think. But, I don't know. I'm just I mean, saying. If, you, if you just strictly do rock, rock and roll, I mean, we were up there with, with maybe Donnie and, yes. and a couple others. but uh, All musicians. Well, definitely yeah, if we yeah. do rock and roll, you're, you're yeah, on the Mount sure. Rushmore. But we were sure. talking about easily, all, easily, yeah. Yeah, but we were talking about all, I mean, so are the, I mean, the Clarks could be, you know, they, they, we always have these arguments. It's, it's, it's right. always good radio because yeah. we argue about it, right? I mean. <laughs> The discussion is like, does Poison count because Brett Michaels Brett's is from, from Butler, Butler right, but the rest right. of the band isn't? Right. Um, and where do you, you know, Christina Aguilera? Yeah. Can, can we Wexford count her? Zone. Can we count her? <laughs> I mean, she, I don't right. know. There, yeah. there, there was somebody else from like one of these, like Nine Inch Nails. Maybe there was a well, guy he, from uh, like Cannonsburg Tr or something. Trent, Trent uh, Reznor's from uh, uh, Mercer. Our drummer Dave went to high school with him. <laughs> uh, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, when you talk about truly. Pittsburgh acts right. or Western PA acts. Sure. I mean, you guys, obviously, I, I think you're in the mix. <laughs> I think we're in the conversation. You're, you're definitely on a Mount Rushmore of rock, right? <laughs> definitely. There's not a question about that. But maybe even all music. Maybe. Right? Well, yeah, there's there's some big there's some big time acts if you go way back. You know, if you could do jazz cats like Billy Strayhorn. Um, obviously, or certainly George Benson. Yes. Um, well, and then, George then Benson, you had bands I, like the yeah. Skyliners. Oh, you know, if yeah. I can't have you, yeah, you yeah, know, that yeah, that was yeah. a number one song. So yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you include those kind of acts, but uh, I think Donnie Iris is the king and always will be. Yeah, of course. The funny <laughs> thing is, but thirty eight years. Yeah. Thirty eight years is a long run, right, Paul? So uh, well, we got Scott for an hour. We're going to talk about you got some new stuff coming out, right? Yeah, and we're going to yeah, talk we're about that. We're going right to talk about a lot of different things. Anyway, here we are. It's uh, let's see, Rivers Casino, a place to be for all sports book action. Watch and wager right from your seat while cheering on your favorite team. Join ninety three seven The Fan three hours before every home game, and tomorrow night it'll be Colin Dunlap and I starting at five o'clock at uh, Rivers Casino uh, for Black and Gold Game Day. 
covering all things you need to know about your black and gold at the place to be. Before the game time, gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We've got Scott Plazy of the uh, of the Clarks. And Scott, you're, you're a local guy. I mean, are, yeah. are, do, do, you, do you follow the Steelers at all? Oh, or are you absolutely, busy? Paul. I grew up in Connellsville in Fayette County. I, you know, grew up going to uh, Three River Stadium, seeing pirate games with my dad when I was a kid. Saw O.J. Simpson play when he played for the Bills. Uh, football games. My my dad used to take me to Pitt Stadium in Oakland to see the the Panthers play in the seventies. Huge sports fan. Yeah. So you 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 uh, you feel the pain of everybody else oh. right now. With it, it, it's so hard when the Steelers aren't winning or it, not. It's uh, tough. You know. It's tough. I watch. Um, I, I can't sit and watch a game. I have to be. I have it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm always doing stuff around the house. And then, you know, depending on how the game's going, I might sit down and, and watch it. If it's a close game, if they're playing well. But, boy, if they're stinking up the joint, man, I, I'm, yeah. cl- I'm cleaning something. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I had some friends that told me that they were at IUP. I'm trying to think who it was, but they uh, they wanted me to tell you hello. I forget who it was. But uh-huh. uh, they, they have some friends that were at IUP when you were there. Yeah. And they said, hey. He was, he could, that guy could hoop. Like he, I guess you were like, you know, really good in the intramural circuit yep, and the, and the pickup sure. circuit and things of the same. Absolutely. Played a lot. Well, I went to Connellsville High School, played basketball in Connellsville, uh, graduated in 82, went to IUP, was there from 82 to 87. So you can do the math. I had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, played hoops in the field house all the time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, now that, that that's so so you you did you did all that, and of course we were just talking about the Clarks, and you know most people that know your band and know you kind of know your origin. But right. I mean, how did you know? Give us the Cliff Notes version. How you guys kind of got together, and sure, and when you kind of realized, boy, I think we could make this go for right. real. You know right. what I mean? Because because yeah. uh, in every college in America right now, there's guys getting together to form a band and right. things of the such. How did you know? T- t- just kind of the you know, give us the 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 version of you guys getting together and deciding, hey, yeah. man, I think we can do this. Yeah, 1986. Uh, I met our guitar player Rob and the drummer Dave. It was their idea to start the band, and I looked the part. I had I'd never played <laughs> <laughs> I'd never played music growing up. I was you know I was into sports and stuff, and uh, but loved music growing up. My dad was a big music fan, and uh, and uh, they said, hey, we're putting together a band. Do you want to sing and, and learn how to play guitar? So I kind of learned on the job. And we started out as a cover band, you know, playing in fraternities for 100 bucks and all the beer you could drink. And I thought, <laughs> man, this is a lot of fun. So graduated in 87. All of us moved to Pittsburgh, uh, started writing our own songs, put out an album in 88. And then 1991, we put out our second album. It came out on CD and it had a song on there called Penny on the Floor. And the big rock station in town, WDVE, started playing it a lot, and really made the jump from you know playing for 100 people at the decade to selling out graffiti, you know, mm-hmm. 600, 650 people. And at that point, I th- we all kind of looked at each other and said, we, "I think we can make this, make a go of this." So we all quit our day jobs one one at a time, you know, to see yeah. if we could afford to do it, and we did. Uh, started traveling all over the region, then all over the country, and. Uh, and uh, you know, put out some some bigger records and and made some headway nationally and and had a lot of fun doing it. Well, I tell you, I think the biggest thing to me is uh, uh, the fact that you guys sort of bet on yourselves. Yeah, for sure. You just kind of said the hell. I mean, like yeah. we, you know, you got and and it's kind of interesting. You know that that song. Obviously, everybody knows your your uh, band knows that song. And right. you know, but that is that's really the song that sort of got you. Right. That was the song that got us uh, regionally um, from from one point to another. But then 
Uh, in 2000, we released an album called Let It Go and had a song on there called uh, Better Off Without You. And th- that song really sort of took us to another level nationally. And then Born Too Late was a big one, too. Um, so those were the songs that um, helped us uh, get even further. But Penny on the Floor was the one that, that really, um, you know, like I said, allowed mm-hmm. us to quit our day jobs and, and uh, you know, bet on ourselves and, and believe that we could do this. So when, when we see you guys perform... Mm-hmm. You actually are playing a guitar, and oh, yeah. mean, now, did you teach yourself how to? Yeah, I mean, because you, you know, it sounds like you. It wasn't like you were somebody who grew up. No, you know, going to music lessons and all that other stuff. Not at all. How, how did you, you know, how did you do that process? Where I you... just had an aptitude. <laughs> I had an aptitude for it. You know, I had all this music that I absorbed as a kid. My dad listened to everything from Al Green to Jim Croce to to uh, Bobby Darin. So I just absorbed all this stuff as a kid. And then when I was a freshman in college, I had a bunch of kids, a bunch of guys, buddies that had guitars, and they'd sit around at night and, and play guitars, and they taught me some Beatles songs and Neil Young songs. And freshman uh, after my freshman year, I came home, and I said, hey, Dad, I want to learn how to play guitar. And he was very supportive, put me in the car, drove down to the music store in town and bought me a guitar. And, and I just, <laughs> from that point on, Paul, even though I had day jobs, I had blinders on. I mean, that's all I wanted to do. And in my spare time, I just picked up the guitar and started writing songs pretty early on too. You know, yeah. it was, uh, uh, I knew that if the band was going to get anywhere, we had to have good original material. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, uh, um, you, you guys have been really good about cranking out new music for sure. But my question is, how hard is that process? Like you, you know what I mean? Like after you've done so many albums, yeah. like do you struggle with the creative aspect of it at times? I mean, does it, is, is it a little bit different now than it was way back then? Cause way back then you had basically a blank canvas. Right. I mean, how do you, you know what I mean? How do you sure. make sure it's fresh and new right, and, right. and all that stuff? Well, one, one thing when you're writing lyrics, you know, it, uh, 25, 30 years ago, you just write breakup songs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's worked for Taylor Swift. She's become a... Right. Uh, see, I'm, I'm sure you, you have as much money as her, right? I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's worked for her, right? So, uh, you know, 2003, 2004, my wife and I got together and, and we, we started a family. So I thought, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to write about. So I just, you know, wrote some songs about her, wrote some songs about uh, kids and being a father and... And at that point, it really started to write songs more in the third person. You know, I'd lived long enough that I had uh, stories to tell, and I was able to tell them from the perspective of, of somebody else. And I'd seen enough um, that I felt comfortable um, sharing opinions about the world and, and what I, I saw in front of me. So, um, And that still continues to evolve. You know, I, I'm 59 now, and, you know, you get comfortable with what you believe in, and, and you feel like, okay, I can share this opinion with people, and you start writing Mm-hmm. Uh, in that direction, um, but you know, songwriting as a craft is 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 fifty percent inspiration, fifty percent perspiration. I mean, you've got to work at it. You've got to pick up your guitar every day, even if you've got nothing. You you have to sit down and play, and you know, nine times out of ten, you'll come up with nothing. But then the tenth time, you sit down, and all of a sudden, boom, there's something there. And then when that happens, you just you you become sort of obsessive about it, and you just you can't stop thinking about. Okay, I'm working on this song. I've got this idea. And then it all comes together. Some songs come together really fast, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Other songs you have to craft. It takes time. It takes days, weeks, even months. Um, And the best songs tend to come quickly. 
Um, but that's the process, and you have to work at it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you've got a lot of young musicians who probably don't understand. You know, they see the finished product, which is you guys up on stage, right. and you know, on TV, and and this and that. And area. They don't realize the grind it takes to get sure. you know to that point, and and to make sure that every show you do is new and fresh and good, right? Absolutely. I mean, so. We've got Scott Blazy from the Clarks. They got some new stuff coming out. We're gonna talk. We're gonna to talk to him about next. Oh, you hear it? We're going. We're here with Scott Blazy, and that's the that's the song that puts you on the map, right? That's the one that put us on the map around here, Paul, for yeah. sure. And, yeah. and, I couldn't believe it too, because prior to that, it was all as fast and as loud as we could play. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's just a slow, sort of hard on your sleeve breakup song, and and uh, we sort of buried it towards the end of the album. And yeah, a guy named Gene Romano, DVE, pulled it out and started playing it, and man, it just took off. It's amazing how you know back in the day how how crucial DJs mm. at rock stations were right. towards that whole process. And each station generally had one guy or girl that yeah. was picking those songs. Now, the way it's consolidated, right. you got one guy maybe choosing the playlist for 30 or 40 stations. Right. So it's the, the industry has changed. Oh, much, 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 much. So you've, you know, you've done shows all across Western PL, across the, the, the country, right? Mm -hmm. have, have you done international shows? We went over to Italy and played, but uh, not not that often, no. Mm -hmm. we, we, we did the majority of our national touring was late 90s, early 2000s. We were on the road constantly. Right. And then uh, when my, my wife and I started our family in 2004, I said, well, I, I need to slow down here a little bit. So you just came back, and, and so, I mean, you, you still do, like, regional shows. Oh, though, yeah. You know, all yeah, over yeah. the place. I mean, I see you got your 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 your, uh, your list and your schedule. Yeah. Especially in the summer, it seems like it's pretty oh, hectic. Oh, summertime's busy. And we're going out to Ohio this, this weekend, playing in Marietta on Friday and Columbus on Saturday, so we still get out a little bit. And now that my kids are getting a little older and Rob's daughters are getting a little older, I, I can see a you know, a point in the future, maybe in a couple of years, we start traveling again, because as you know, the Western Pennsylvania uh, population is all over the country now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, if True. we play in Charlotte, North Carolina or wherever there's people there with Steeler jerseys on that, that no that's true that's that's really true and we see it all every Sunday with the Steelers right um <laughs> and and we and we see that basically a lot uh when you're when you're you know doing when you're like going in the throes of this and you have to travel a lot and you used to travel I mean it, it I mean how do you maintain your sanity really because it's saying it seems yeah. like it seems like um you know, when when I read about rock stars or read about rock, you know, rock, you know, musical acts or people that, you know, they they basically say that the the touring, while it's lucrative, mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's really tough. It's yeah. really tough. And and I did the the bulk of my touring when I was single and had no family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and it's still difficult. And and you have to find that balance. You know, it's fun to party, but man, if you're doing it every night and you're doing it hard, it'll it'll really take a toll. I had rollerblades. I, you know, I'd, I'd being the singer, we would roll into a town mid afternoon, late afternoon. The crew would unload everything, and I would, I would generally have an hour and a half, two hours of, of downtime before I had to do sound checks. So, I'd throw on the, you know, if the weather was nice, I'd throw on the rollerblades and skate around and just, and just check out wherever we would be. 
Um, so uh, that was kind of how I kept my sanity. And I didn't party real hard. I mean, I had a couple years there in mm. the late 80s, early 90s. But, um, uh, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tough gig, man. You, you've got to stay. And we were talking about this off air, but, I'm, you know, yeah. you've got to st- stay in shape. Now, now that I'm older, uh, I take much better care of my body. And I'm able, I sing better now than I ever have. Um, but it's, um, it's something you have to be aware of and conscious of, or, or, you know, it'll get away from you. Just look at Vince Neil or. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, if you look at some of these guys and, and I go to a lot of shows, if you look at some of them, um, so, um, coming up, you've got like a release or something today, right? You've got something coming out today. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, yeah. It's, uh, we'll, um, we'll what? do, we'll do a radio tease. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna go to traffic, and then but that, but you you're gonna want to hear this because we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about what you got coming out today, and also what you got coming down the down the you know in the future here. All right, all right, let's do that.